Just to, you know, for your own fair warning, I am wearing my hat backwards today. And right now I do have on a hat. It is backwards. And so I guess I would just say, you know, don't come at me with this goofing around nonsense today. You know, think twice before you're going to come at me goofing, before you try and clown me. Think twice. And this is Mudhorn Rakers. And we're back, baby. We are back under protest. Um, Josh, I wouldn't dream of just like this. Because this is... There are episodes that um, play on your heartstrings. There are episodes (laughs) that excite you and you start screaming. And certainly there are moments from Mandalorian Season 2 that have those, right? The culmination... Um, spoiler season two of Mandalorian. Um, I'm Pete. This is Josh. Um, like Ahsoka, right? Like mm-hmm. decade in the making. Um, and boom, it's there. But this isn't one of those episodes. This is an episode where the thing came scared. out the day of, and you we have should to have be no, 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 tomorrow. But I'm listen, not going to record tomorrow. Listen, so it has you to should be, be you should be scared, listener, watching Disney Gallery season two finale. Yeah, yeah. They want you to be scared. Yeah. <laughs> they want you to be afraid of the power that they that they wield, mainly John Johnny F, John Favreau. Yeah. This yeah. was his um basically his letter threatening all of the fans and society writ large. And kind of and, saying this Jurassic Park that I've unleashed, it's you guys and me who are responsible for this. Not and it's you guys and me are responsible for this technology that I used for my show. Yeah, and it's like I'm going to highlight this technology, which can be used for very, very real and deeply evil things. Oh, by the way, I'm in charge of it. Oh, by the way, I'm the one that's going to set the norms without actually setting the norms for this technology, and I can do it at any time. And you're not going to even notice. So you better like all my projects from now on. I mean, <laughs> you you see those. I mean, I granted, like we were kids during 9-11, but you see those moments of like those terror videos and people threatening and they're going to do all these terrible things. And honestly, I was like, how did he get away with this in a Disney gallery? Um like a Disney Plus. I mean, there are mature ratings, but it's just like this was it was it was haunting this this gallery for sure. So to your point, Josh, sorry for the long windedness. I will not be joking at any point. Right. And it, of- I think and everyone, I think, is thrilled that you somehow managed to tie this to 9-11. That'll definitely go in our favor. That was a good one. That was a good call. Yeah, well, I don't have the references. So for our listeners that are. That's all one of you. Um, let us know. So you shoot us an email, podcast at gmail.com. And, you know, uh, let us know your feedback in terms of, was it a good, um, reference or was it a bad reference? Well, so <laughs> welcome to Mudhorn Rakers. Mudhorn Rakers. Now 
What is the theme for Mudhorn Rakers? Is it just the Poe Boys theme, or is it the Pedro Boys theme? Uh, I think I'm editing, so I'm going to say Poe Boys. Interesting. Or are you editing? Well, you said you think you're editing, and I don't <laughs> want to <laughs> so do it's anything Boys. to change yes, this your is mind. A this is a Poe Boys production. Mudhorn Rakers is an investigative unit within mm-hmm. the Poe Boys Umbrella LLC Corporation. And a lot of people love to throw praise at the Mandalorian. And listen, we're 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 I I would consider myself, I don't want to speak for Josh, I would consider myself amongst those people of throwing praise where it's deserved. But this is also Johnny F basically trying to take credit for every single piece of creativity (laughs) anything that is like visionary is him being like this is me and then in the first one it was him taking credit for everybody else's work which and picking up big heavy gun look how strong he is yeah that's show business um he's not the first old white guy to do it he's not gonna (laughs) be the last um but in this one, he does the same exact thing, obviously, but also ramps it up a little bit. So that was kind of the tease. I'm sure that we've kind of bludgeoned that. Um, but we are going to be providing our feedback and kind of, um, was it unveiling the curtain, revealing the curtain? Um, yeah. Clar- clarifying some things as Star Wars insiders because... Um, we were there for portions of this. And I, I, quite frankly, maybe a little more than a portion. We were there, maybe a little I mean, more, it... little more than a quarter portion. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> not, we're not joking. Okay. I did actually. I did. So mm-hmm. I took my dog for a walk before this, and I did have my mm-hmm. hat on backwards for the entirety of that walk. And so while I was wearing my backwards hat, when I said I was wearing my backwards hat, it is very hot. My head did get sweaty, and so I have since. Um, remove that hat. Yeah. Because my head got hot because I have long hair. For those listeners, because we don't post pictures of ourselves that often, that don't really, you can't oh, put a face. Tuned. You can't, <laughs> you can't put a face to the voice. Um, stay tuned. Yes, obviously stay tuned. But mm. uh, just imagine like chisel guys, you know, kind of like, um, what you would think of of the body images when like they Michael were B. Jordan and Taiko Captain America, and also what you just said, mm-hmm. except white. Right, mm-hmm. right, yes, that part's very important. Yeah, white is the <laughs> yeah. day is long. Yeah, um, um, you know, when I'm walking with somebody that. at night, we don't even need a flashlight because I'm there. Right. So no, we're not joking. We're not joking. Okay, okay, okay. This is really hard with the tone that I want to set for this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're we're you know shakers and movers in the Star Wars universe. A lot of these people, um, you know, we're friends with. We've worked on or done collabs, which is industry speak for collaborations. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see us sometimes on the credits. A lot of times we don't like it. Similar to Mark Hamill, where he'll do voice acting. Oh for different roles, but you don't see that in the credits. For example, you know, he did that one in the Mandalorian where he was the droid. Um, he was in episode nine 
um, in in two roles, I believe. Um, and we're all, we're a lot like that too. So we're gonna kind of unveil different spots. Oh, in a big bad way. In a big bad way. Now, yeah. Do you have anything in particular you want to get into before we get into the meat of this uh, sweet sweet app? I I mean, the biggest thing I want to talk about is his his threatening letter to the fan community but let's right that's part of the episode yeah so if you want to touch on some things beforehand i mean that's 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 the description of the episode is yeah john favreau threatens the star wars community well there's nothing really going on in terms of news in terms of star wars nothing going on all very boring it looks like september is gonna be super boring month for star wars nothing going on blah 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 uh meanwhile i intend to just now say just kidding and unilaterally uh, executively announce what I texted Pete and got no response on earlier this very day. I am thrilled to be the first to announce to you, all you Poe heads out there, that this September will in fact be High Repo Timber 2021. Next Wait, how week, many, how many weeks are there in five? September? Next week, oh, no. <laughs> we were already oh, going no. to be talking no. about the book High Republic, no. um, Exploding Star, Rising Star, Falling Storm, um, by Kevin Scott, which I am get an umbrella into 100 pages into. Thank you very much. And this is not a scheme to draw out how long I have to read this book for a full month instead of just one week. But today, pop by a little comic book store in my area and the first trade paperback. Support local books, everybody. Local bookstores, everybody. Pete has also read the young adult, the most recent young adult High Republic um, book. um, Um, I think that's like looking up the storm. Circle of Circuses by Justina Ireland. Right? Wrote that one? Who? Justina Ireland, right? Uh, I want to say Claudia Gray. No, yeah, Claudia Gray wrote the last one. Yeah, and then Claudia yes. Gray is writing the third of the the one coming out in January, the regular, the adult one or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. and then I think maybe that fourth week there, if the High Republic Adventures comic series trade hasn't come out yet, maybe we can just talk about the first issue, or maybe coordinate a way to get a Poeboy Theater going or something after that, and then got something really big for the finale of um, High Repo Temper 2021. And I really want to announce it, but I haven't told Pete yet. I don't know, but it's really good. And that's what we'll do for the last week. And so that is a decision I am making for both of us just right now. I did text it to to Pete in all caps earlier this morning um, and did say you're welcome. So honestly, you didn't need to respond because I already said you're welcome. You didn't have to thank me. Well, I, I mean, I'm, when you sent me a text, so. you also want a response. So I apologize for that because I'm know, very busy. I, I wouldn't have even had well, time I'm to also, look. I'm also a person when I when I when I send a text, I'm you know, I look at it. I'm like, why haven't they responded two days later? Uh, <laughs> that doesn't sound like you. <laughs> please respond. And you, that doesn't you sound like you. I mean, I just spent time with you and you didn't do that at all. <laughs> That wasn't a part of our in-person interaction in the slightest, so I don't know what you're talking about. Well, here's the funny thing is but we I haven't talked about might. this, um, and we'll uh, touch on it a little bit. I don't know. I mean, there's so much. Go deep. We, we have so much content. You know, mm-hmm. we've got we've got content to spare. Um, Star Wars Visions had its trailer come out. And... Oh, crap. That comes out in September. No, yeah. no, no. No, we're I not, we're not covering it. it. 
Yeah, we're not covering it. It'll but I, I thought, I thought that you wanted to do this because I had an idea for an episode before Visions comes out that we do a Poboy Theater for the English dub and then the English sub. And um, it's a terrible idea because... Um, <laughs> Like it's the same. It's the same. It's the same trick. Yeah, I mean, I think at best it comes off as problematic, and um, at, and at worst it's less than it's. At worst, it's equally as amusing as any other po'boy theater we've ever done. Yeah, I was probably gonna do like um like you do the sound effects, and then I was just going to try oh, and phonetically say, say all of the Japanese. Um, yeah okay and grant and listeners just so you know i know a very good amount of korean i can say a bunch of idioms in korean i don't know any japanese whatsoever so it would not have been good josh is sparing you all um he's doing a great disservice to me but I, I mean, do you want to talk about Visions now for a little bit? Um, because that, I mean, that did just come out last week, so. Wow. Man, I've got a lot going on. Yeah, that was only last week that the trailer came out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's not talk not only that. that, Josh, but remember, so we had a face-to-face oh. po-boys meeting. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. at one point. <laughs> Maybe hours after. <laughs> at one point, we were just like sitting next to each other. We're like, what do we do? There's nothing to do. <laughs> because we had no content. And like your um, significant other um, walked in and we were like oh thank god you know yep. to... staring at a bookshelf <laughs> together in silence steer, steer the conversation but we were having a conversation about how like we had no new thing to do um and we didn't really force it like we could have done a po'boy theater but we didn't really force it um and then lo and behold literally the next day like that yep. monday visions was put out um so for those of you that aren't keeping up with the Star Wars anything, um, although they're not why pushing it a lot. <laughs> um, Mom, watch the trailer. Anyway, um, it's the newest um, cartoon. I don't know. It's an anime cartoon. I, I guess it is. Uh, it's the newest project that Star Wars is putting out, and it's nine individual films that were... Um, outsourced to seven anime studios mm-hmm. and um it has a english sub um which is the japanese actors and then you have the subtitles and then there's an english dub with like just like famous actor after famous actor after famous actor which is pretty cool um a couple yeah. of them yeah we couple- should get into that well, we don't have to go into too much detail with it. Oh, Pete, um, what do you think we've got going on today that we shouldn't? <laughs> well, people are like, what did Johnny F do? And they need to know. Oh, boy. I mean, I can, I can open up the list, I guess. Um, well, go I mean, I, it. I, I just think that there, there's... I mean, I'm a guy that tends to watch, you know, whatever the original audio is. So my intent was just to watch it with subtitles. But I mean, this voice cast is is really something. I mean, some names that are jumping out at me, you know, Lucy Liu, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Bobby Moynihan, 
from um, mm. the good old resistance days to Mara Morrison. Oh, I wonder who he could be. Well, he could literally be playing a bunch of people. Neil Patrick Harris, Allison Brie. Oh, goodness. The biggest one, I mean, the one we do really need to talk about that is a huge deal is, you know, the inaugural Poe Boy of the Week, Christopher Sean, is coming back to a galaxy far, far away for this project. Oh, I was so... It, it was so nice, too, because his... I mean, he's one of... I'm not going to, like, rank him or anything, but he loves Star's community. He interacts with them on a level that I don't know any other Star Wars person does. Um... And he was still interacting with like us and Star Wars Resistance people a year after the project was done, and mm-hmm. um, he was the voice of Kazuda Ziono. Was the lead role in the cartoon Star Wars Resistance, which is a seminal piece of work that started this podcast. Um, we've met him in person twice. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and super super nice guy. Um, I was so happy for him. It, it's it's so cool that he's back in Star Wars and yeah. uh, with a different character. Yeah, and I mean, so that's that's obviously the biggest one for the old Poe boys. But then you also have you know Simu Liu is going to be there. Shang Chi himself mm-hmm. is is going to be in one of these bad boys. Um, Kyle Chandler, David Harbor, James Hong. Um, and it's I'm not George familiar Takei. with uh, James Hong. Uh, if you saw his picture, you would know him immediately. Um, oh, really? Okay. David yeah. Harbour is the guy from um, Stranger Things. Stranger he's Things. The, he's the Henry cop. Golding. Um, so one of the things I'm noticing that's nice, I mean, I'm, I'm not a huge anime guy, so I can only speak to it but so much. But, I mean, let's face it, you know, anime is Japanese, and you have this big American studio kind of, you know, they are they are giving this to actual anime studios. You know, but it is there's an interplay between cultures there, maybe that could have, you know, it's like all those um, Studio Ghibli films when they bring them over for the English dub tends to be like a lot, a lot, a lot of white people in these casts. And I'm, you know, noticing a lot of the names that I'm recognizing in the voice cast for the English dub of this are, are actors of Asian descent, which is pretty cool and it's you know it it shows i think some level of cognizance as to what this cultural exchange should look like and in a way to you know really make it i don't know collaborative or not not feel like appropriating it you know i so i'll have to admit i i mean i'm a lot more into anime even though i'm mispronouncing it um than josh's i've there's a couple projects that well, right, i watched as a kid and um you know as big when cartoon network is the thing when we were kids um but there was so it's nine stories and um i immediately gravitated to one which is the ninth jedi um let's get into this conversation is this going to be canon or not? Have you seen anything? A lot of people are acting and as if none exactly of this is exactly how this is going to go down. I'm so glad you asked, Pete. Okay. This seems. I mean, I have to imagine that these stories are just you know, they're they're all short. It sounds like so. Mm-hmm. I don't get the impression. I mean, we see some inklings here and there. I mean, it seems like Slave One and Boba. Oh, sorry, Fire Spray. There's something we could talk about, but we don't really kind of usually handle those sorts of things. Uh, you know, Boba Fett starship 
um, whatever the preferred nomenclature by Disney is for that ship now shows up. I think there's some first order stormtroopers that are popping up there. So there's certain things that date certain of the clips. But I have mm-hmm. to imagine a lot of them are probably like, oh, it's on a remote planet. It doesn't really matter when it takes place. And I, I suspect fan reaction to these characters and these designs is really going to mm-hmm. drive a lot of maybe what does and doesn't end up being canon. Because I'm seeing some stuff in these trailers and some of these like variations on lightsabers and stuff. And mm-hmm. that stuff is here to stay. That <laughs> so stuff there's looks the one super cool. There's the one, and it's also, I mean, Star Wars at this point with the High Republic being the the furthest the Sorry, earliest back. Mm-hmm. Um they can pick things from wherever, right? So like the the one that grips me the most is um, the Elder, which is that old geezer with, like, the two lightsabers, and it's, yeah, like, your typical, prototypical, you know, an- like, creepy anime thing. That is, like, a Sith versus two Jedi, presumably. But, you know, we know Sith, there's only two. We know which, you know, what Sith exist. So, like, well, we is also that... know red lightsaber doesn't mean Sith. So, you know, could that be during the High Republic days? Could that be during, you know, the Old Republic um, I don't even, I don't think they'll explain it at all, which will be perfectly fine for me. The mm-hmm. one that I'm really, really interested in is the ninth Jedi, because the description of that is set for after episode nine. Mm. So it's covering, if it's canon, it's covering, um, you know, a Jedi that I don't know why it would be called the ninth Jedi. Um, I don't know any of the stuff, but I know that one of the descriptions that I saw which I think might have been from StarWars.com, um, allegedly, to <laughs> reference mm-hmm. something from a previous episode, explains, you know, a Jedi that could be in future projects and, you know, gets the imagination going of, like, is this somebody that Ray, not obviously in this, but that Ray would work with if Ray restarts the Jedi Academy, which it seemed the thing. <laughs> episode, it just has, it has the mind rolling of, like, what, I thought episode seven was going to be of you know Luke's Jedi Academy. Now I have to admit, in that trailer, and you should watch the trailer; it's very good. Uh, at the very end, there's two scenes. There's one with like a speeder chase scene where uh, a girl with a lightsaber jumps off and was running on ice, and then dodges some um, like blast and stuff, which was super cool. And then there's one where that's this rabbit. Accepts a, a accepts a lightsaber. I thought the rabbit, which is obviously from Lop and Ocho episode, I thought that was the ninth Jedi. I'm like, oh my gosh, my mind was racing of like, oh cool, they're gonna bring this bunny Jedi, and then we're gonna have this CGI bunny Jedi with Daisy Ridley in like 15 years, <laughs> and I'm like, oh this is great, just where everything's going. So I really need all of these stories be canon so that in my head canon, all of it aligns perfectly and I'm not going to be heartbroken. Um, I'm really glad that we got that out there. Super happy for Christopher Sean. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to, you know, I'm thinking about it. I can't think of anything I'd be less interested in than Jedi Academy. Um, maybe because yeah, you're true. in education, you know, your teacher, maybe you through a future, maybe you're predisposed to like thinking that would be cool, and I'm sure it would be. But like, if I had my druthers, like, I 
you know. Oh, so, yeah. so like, what, what do you want, oh, oh, want to have so it rain? Well, wait until you learn this lesson, young person. Oh, the force isn't as hard as it used to be. I don't know. Uh, you know, the more I think about it, I'm like, I didn't want to see Luke train a bunch of Jedi. I don't, don't want to see Ray train a bunch of Jedi. No, thank you. I was I gonna? Well, I've been to I'm school. Saying, I'm gonna watch somebody I'm else not, go to school. I'm not saying okay. I'm not saying that you're gonna watch the chef cook. All right, you can see the final product, but it's like, oh, cool, this Jedi's doing all this stuff, and then it's just like Ray's coming. Like, let me help you. And then I'm fast forward, up that kid fast stuff. forward to the rabbit, the rabbit Jedi, who's like, I accept this responsibility. And if we get a rabbit Jedi yeah. that is not Jackson, I'll lose it. And I will quit well, this podcast. It's like, also, why haven't we seen a rabbit species? Jackson! Right? Oh, right. Why haven't we seen a cool one that's a Jedi? Like in <laughs> Visions, all right? Like, cool. I and think then, we're on here, the same I'm going to throw something else out. I think the reason you haven't seen a cool, I, this is, Pete's usually one of burn bridges. I don't know. I've got, I got a Pete streak in me today, I guess. Don't want to see a Jack have me. I mean, I'm fine if it occurred. I don't need to be there for it. You know, tell me about it after, after it gets burned to the ground. Uh, Actually, here's another. I, I, okay, let me push back on that for a second <laughs> because we covered um, the Kyle, the rise of Kylo Ren. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> not only did we cover it, but we did a po boy theater where mm-hmm. wasn't I Kylo? <laughs> My voice changed like seven times. Yep, yep, yep. That's your prerogative. <laughs> and you did like all of the Jedi Academy voices. Um, I would like to see Luke train them because he did such a terrible job. So it would be you like don't a comedy. Know well, I mean, they got wiped out pretty easily. Um, so he's not a great teacher. Like Luke's not a good teacher at all. Like, well, anyway, even if he is, I mean, honestly, yeah, I mean that'd be more exciting than watching a a good teacher, I guess. But my my two, I'm really gonna set the world on fire here. You know, I don't care about Jack Academy. And then you know, you're asking, oh, how have we never seen like a cool rabbit Jedi? And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, and I, I probably shouldn't say this because they they gonna fire me. You're not gonna have me here. I'm not even gonna be here for High Repo Temper 2021. They're gonna give me the boot. Rabbits aren't cool at all. Why would there be a cool rabbit Jedi? There's not even a cool rabbit. Rabbits are fine. I don't have a problem with a rabbit. I'm sure they're fun. I'm sure they're nice. Rabbit is not cool. Rabbit is like yeah. a pop collar on his leather jacket, smoking a cigarette by a jukebox. In this one, you know, rabbit is like, like a big backlit in a one car wide movie. But- she wants to be part of a family, okay? And Star Wars is family. I know that I, if there is like one that. franchise that we all associate as a culture with family, yeah, it is Star Wars and family conflict too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you have a kid? Let me put some psychological issues in that little conversation. Anyway, um, we'll probably cover. I mean, we're certainly going to cover it. Um, Name TBD, um, but not. Oh, I September. do have the name. Actually, I do have the name. Um. Okay. Yeah, we can. You want to workshop it, or you no, want to just? I got it. Do your stamp of approval. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on fire. Okay. I'm on fire let's, today. Let's uh, let's save the content. Okay. I took this. You... I took this hat off, and now you know I'm getting some air to my head, and I'm just on fire now. 
<laughs> so that hat bunnies are that, dumb that jack that had me boo dampens your creativity we're doing that's what high reboot number 2021 and i got a name for what we're calling our star wars vision show even if it is only one episode that we do oh oh no it is not it's nine individual episodes um <laughs> gosh that's two months anyway um Cool. So let's get into this um, hack job of an episode um, that Johnny F tried to basically, you know, they say history is written by the the victors. And that is such an apt quote for what Johnny F is doing. He's Mm. trying to rewrite things left and right. And then he and recontextualize things in a very nefarious way. Yeah. So we're going to now get into um, this is. On Disney Plus, um, Disney does this thing called Disney Gallery. They did um, a format that I really enjoyed. I think that you hated that, or your significant other hated the the, the roundtable format. Yeah, they were out. They were not. Um, it was like listening to a podcast. I hate listening to podcasts. Or just, it's like watching a podcast. <laughs> no, but no, I like your podcast. No, she didn't oh, say that. She anyway. had never listened to this podcast, and she never will. <laughs> Um, with that being said, um, the first season was round table brought, you know, like the directors in an episode, actors in an episode, um, nerds in an episode, um, really, really good stuff. And then Johnny F was there every step of the way to be like, remember when I did this and everybody yeah, kind of yeah. looked, you know, side to side and be like, are we really giving this person credit for our work? And <laughs> they ended up doing that. So this one is more of a, how did it get made kind of thing? Um, for right. a singular episode, which was the last episode in season two of The Mandalorian, where there was spoilers for season two Mandalorian, the big reveal and how the big reveal worked and yeah. everything that went into it. So it didn't right. talk about any other part of the episode of the season except for that last episode. Not even any other part of that episode, really, though. I mean, let's get like, you don't hear oh, nothing. Yeah. nothing from Pedro. Nothing, nothing from, from Gina, Zach, rest in peace. I mean, nothing um, from Gina Carano. Go figure. But like, <laughs> not you know, I figured maybe reaction from Pedro about what it was like being there on the day. Or no, nope, it sounds nope, like he nope, wasn't. Nope. It honestly sounds like he wasn't there. Oh yeah, he could be right. Because you, right. you see, you see, they said it was. Oh no, a hundred percent. You don't. He wasn't there because they two days in the principal photography was doing the mountain episode mm. so he wouldn't have been there for that which is why you look at that those the filming of that and you know they like pat themselves on the back so much but you can tell pretty apparently um obviously by the end that they were two separate scenes of mark hamill never actually interacting with the rest of the cast yeah and it i mean I've got a lot to get in with this episode, but I guess my main takeaway is like, I, I adore Mark Hamill and I adore his performance as Luke Skywalker. I loved him in last Jedi and you know, I've loved him since I was a kid in the original trilogy. And I think that he has truly done justice and continues to do justice to a character that is so iconic for so many people. And with that said, this episode really began to seem like this strange thought problem where they were like, how can we have Mark Hamill 
be Luke Skywalker without having Mark Hamill be Luke Skywalker. Like, it's like they brought him in to, like, trace him, and they kicked him out. It wasn't his voice. It was sort of his likeness, but not really. I mean, uh, you know, I'm thrilled that he was involved, and I think that's super important. And, you know, I, I don't, I'm not complaining or anything i enjoyed the episode it just it it was like how much can we do to not cast sebastian stan in this part (laughs) and it was also a lot along the lines of like you refurbish some toy or you refurbish like a bike and you're like um watch us use this bike better than you ever could because you were old and you don't have the ability to um it was just a brag there's session. Pete coming back on the going back on the burning bridges. Pete took the Pete hat back. Um, Johnny F, yeah, I'll burn that bridge every day. Every day. <laughs> was the one I was referring to. But I don't know. It just it really made me wonder like how much of on the day Mark Hamill performance survived through to that cut. Because they're still they're they, they, have showed, one, they showed one scene phase, of it. But they're like putting the deep fake face onto the young actor's face and it's just like his name he has a name it's max right, right? oh loved that yeah Danny yeah. max he doesn't get to talk he's nobody he doesn't have a last name don't yeah worry he's a about great it. he's his a great actor max. but uh yeah, we don't need to know his don't last name max oh no uh oh, he's you... alive we didn't kill him or nothing he's around <laughs> oh he's going to imdb but uh we don't care his name's max yeah i mean what the heck? They, yeah they didn't even include i want to hear from him I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure. I mean, I guess maybe he went off rails and is like unhappy, but I can't imagine that. I'm sure it'd be super interesting to hear a young actor talk about collaborating with Mark Hamill to perform. Especially, it's behind the scenes fiction. And we don't, we don't even get his last name, Max. and we don't get any of the behind the scenes. Of like, hey, what was it like playing Mark Hamill? You know, like taking this role of something that your parents really love. You might not necessarily love it, Max, but your parents are really into this. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just bizarre. Yeah, but all of that, I guess, is to say, I mean, that was my main takeaway, but I do want to preface most of the rest of this discussion. I think the best um, example to use is Mark Hamill mentions, you know, as Return of the Jedi wraps up, it's like, oh, at the end of Return of the Jedi, Luke is kind of finally a full-fledged jedi but now the story's over and it's kind of like if you had three movies that told you how james bond got his license to kill and then Mm -hmm. you stopped and you don't have dr no or goldfinger or any of these huge james bond adventures that are that are classics and with 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 that in mind this the format of this episode is kind of told a little bit of an opposite way where it's sort of the story of just the very last sort of thing that happened in the development of this episode. Because, you know, we've been holding back, but I think our NDA is long since expired with all this making of stuff. But, you know, originally in the script, they show the script that it says, oh, Plo Koon. And the idea is, oh, we're going to pretend it's Plo Koon, and if there's a leak, people think Plo Koon. Dave likes mm-hmm. Plo Koon. Originally, and likes for a is while... A, is, a, is, an, is a overestimation. He the dude's obsessed. Oh, 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 absolutely. Uh, for a very long time, the big reveal at the end of season two was going to be 
the Poe Boys. It was going to be Pete and I on the other side of that door. Uh, mm-hmm. And we were in super intense negotiations, but we had one of these things on our end where we made a commitment to a different project and it was going back and forth and there may have been, you know, maybe it'll be canceled. Maybe it won't, but if it's not canceled, you know, our word is our bond. We really have to be there. And so they were holding out hope until very, very late in production that it wouldn't indeed end up being us. Um, and then we were just kind of like, you know what? I don't need to, I don't need to add our light to Johnny F's shine. He's fine on his own. Let him figure it out. And he was being a little too snotty about us having prior obligations. And we kind of went our separate ways with the project, at which point, you know, control F, Poe Boys, Surgeon Replace, Plo Koon, and the rest of this story happens pretty much in a matter of days after we left the project. Whereas us being attached to the project went on for I mean, months and we had you know we had contributions to the script and we thought oh well, you know we also had, wouldn't say this wouldn't do that but, you know don't put that in fine yeah don't don't put that we also in had a whole backstory too because it was like also <laughs> how do pete and josh um which were the know, characters these, names which were the characters names how but did they switch. survive order 66 because you know we were two like you know uh younglings and then like you know we were it, like attacked at the Jedi Council, and then we had all these really cool lines. Um, well, we weren't even rescued because we were just so OP, and and you know the clones were coming at us. And we we're like, whoa, why? Nice try, clones! And you know, just kind of you know, we're able to mow down all these clones, and then we we're on the run, and then we're getting so swole, and it was just it was this whole saga. And at some points, um. Maybe that story is going to go. If you ever see anything about Jace and Jaina, those were our um, code names like Plo Koon. I was Jace. Josh was Jaina, obviously. And uh, yeah, you are the more easily corruptible. Okay, (laughs) let's go with that. (laughs) I'm definitely the more emotional of the two. Um, But yeah, so that was kind of. I wouldn't say upsetting, you know, our we'll we'll make an appearance in the Star Wars universe at some point. Um, I mean, I don't care. I'm not offended. I just, you know, it is one of these things where it's like, oh, you're presenting this story to the public as like, oh, this is a story. And meanwhile, it's like, well, you're telling the last chapter of a novel, you know, and, and passing the last chapter off as the novel. And I'm just more concerned for, you know, John or Jane Q streamer who's you know, thinking this is God's honest truth when it's just not the case. Yeah. And I mean, you all know this listeners slash her and we are, we are, we are fan first. All right. We're for the fans and we want to have the best product possible, which is why when they were talking about all these different pieces of technology, you know, we were steering the, we were steering it a lot. We were like, listen, the Tarkin stuff is great, but you know we got the real deal here. Okay, yeah, you know, the real should... deal here. We got the real deal here, and so we should bring Mark in. Um, and Mark, he was hesitant about the project, and I was like, "Listen, would you at least let them come to your house and pitch it to you? Because driving where we live and Mark lives, it's a hassle." Okay. Getting to Skywalker Ranch from where Mark is, I'm not going to dox him or anything, 
but it long. So, you know, we were involved in numerous stages of the production process. Would you know from this gallery? No. But that's Johnny F per usual. Yeah, which is fine, which is fine. Um, I'll say going into this episode, <clears throat> I really... I'm, I'm enjoying reading the High Republic book, and you know, Bad Batch was was fantastic, and I did, true to my word, really miss it last Friday when there wasn't a new episode. But sometimes you're like, you know, for the pot, I end up taking on more Star Wars than I normally would, and like, you know, just because you really like something doesn't mean you necessarily think about it once a week. But that's sometimes the case with Star Wars, and well, it's always the case with Star Wars, and so sometimes I'm like, I don't know. And I was going to put this episode on, and I was like, this is this is gonna be like a thing, this is gonna be that same, like, overly dramatic kind of tug on heartstrings, like, make this into like a whole momentous thing. With I always, you know, the thing I always talk about is like the music to these things tends to be like very swelling and emotional. And I was very ready for that. And I don't think they did that this time. I really think they did keep it in check. I mean, you definitely have people talking about like, oh, Mark Hamill's on set and this is insane. But I never felt like they got overly mushy or, or sentimental about it, which I, I appreciated. I, I didn't feel like I was rolling my eyes. I mean, not that I begrudge anyone that sentimentality, but I really do think that there is a nefarious way in which those sorts of behind the scenes documentaries are are set up to i don't know make like equate the making of a star wars thing which i love it but like it's disney's bread and butter baby and to kind of really play it up as like this very valiant honorable heroic thing which i mean it's not evil or whatever but you know it's it's, you know it's disney's product that you're buying like let's keep this in check show me how you made it don't try and convince me that you know it's this grand sweeping thing that's on the side of the angels and i i I appreciated the tone of this one i thought was was much more in check than some of the previous disney gallery stuff that i thought was a little overdramatic or self-aggrandizing and for those of you listeners that are future filmmakers and you think to yourself i'm too good for a project all right let pain read be the gold standard for like if you think it's a little beneath you to do um filming for like uh a behind the scenes right like i really oh, enjoyed that little Forrest anecdote Trump. yeah I, I i really love that anecdote of like Payne reed had his you know and star wars connects connects to so many people like in 93, he was saying ILM, which did some stuff for Forrest Gump, because, you know, ILM, and I guess the 90s since then, has been basically the studio for special effects. And, you know, there are now numerous other companies, as was shown with Disney Gallery, but, like, he was there, he was doing that, and, you know, he does these projects, and he does these projects, and then he eventually gets to do, you know, one of the big, big seminal live action episodes that we've seen thus far in the Disney Star Wars environment, uh, which I thought was really cool of not making about pain read, but also kind of adding that like little bit of information that I really enjoyed. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, for every Vin Diesel Fast and Furious superstar, there's Vin Diesel from the Street Sharks commercial, you know? <laughs> I'm not laughing, okay. So, um, what else in this episode? Do you, do you want to get into the deep fake stuff? Um, or do you yeah. have some more notes before we get into no, the horror less, show? Because I, yeah. did, I did think it was compelling and interesting that they did choose to address that because for part of the time i was like are they even gonna say deep fake or are they gonna try and avoid any association with with that kind of stuff and it you know i think there were maybe some like awkward or off-color moments i mean i i don't know but i i thought it was cool that they addressed that and the favreau framing it as kind of this technology is out there and by showing it to you and addressing how it's done, you were maybe more aware of it or cognizant of it than you might otherwise have been was, was a, you know, an interesting spin on it. And not, not something you normally expect from behind the scenes stuff. You know, nobody's being like, well, we wanted to show you how we made Jar Jar Binks in case somebody came up to you in the wild claiming to be Jar Jar Binks, but really it was CGI. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also so interesting, too, because in season one, like the volume that he, other people did, but he takes credit for, um, <laughs> was like the was like the big thing, right? Like, and they yeah. show they show glimpses of the volume throughout that episode, like the. Um, caravan episode which is like what episode four or five in mandalorian season two with bill burr oh that was episode seven episodes oh sorry episode seven yeah episode seven they show the volume from that mm-hmm. which is really cool because they didn't do that in the first um in the first uh half of the document the documentary um but for this one he i mean he's embarrassed about it so he's like this is He's like wiping his hands clean while at the same time threatening, like, I can use this at any point and you're never going to know. Like, I can take any person from previous Star Wars and you'll never know. And in three years, just wait to see what I do. And it was chilling, honestly. And it did a little bit seem like directly a threat to to us. mm -hmm. Like, oh, have a scheduling conflict again. See what happens. I own your face. Yeah, I'll make sure. you look very dumb. Well, it's also, it just makes me think, um, you know, I, you hear about digital footprint, right? What you did, um, you know, a decade ago connects to you. So like, you know, that Twitter account that you can't log into because you forgot the password, those tweets still exist or that Facebook post that you made in, in 80, in, in 2008, 2009, like, those things for normal people still exist, but there are people like the idea that somebody went to Mark Hamill interviews from 40 years ago and was just locked literally in a room. They said that they locked this nerd in a room and were like, you're going to watch <laughs> hours and hours of not just movie you know, footage, but him being interviewed over and over again. And in those interviews, and this is just like kind of an industry thing for those of you that don't know, the actors say the same thing over and over again. They have like three anecdotes 
and then they just go from each media market over and over and over again. How that guy is saying is a miracle to me. The guy that yeah, that's that. a very good point. Yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> right, because it, it's like, what was your character's motivation? And then you know he said, says the same story about his film background. Um, you know, in Shakespeare before he got into um, becoming Luke Skywalker over and over and over again um i so uh, did you know it was a deep fake before this this um gallery came out i guess i did i mean i don't know if i knew i guess maybe i just assumed because of how it looked mm-hmm. um I mean, it doesn't look the same as, you know, say what you will. I mean, say what you will about the quality of either. But it, to me, it does not look the same as Tarkin and Rogue One. No, it um, doesn't. Whether you love both of those or hate both of those, I just they don't look the same. Um, and I, I mean, I think we've all seen enough well, deep fake stuff on YouTube that it, it had the same visual language as that to me well the interesting thing is i was comparing it based off of Peyton reed so i was comparing it off the uh, oh the de-aging stuff the de-aging stuff from which... man stuff mm-hmm. even that i don't because it... it and that's the thing is they talk about oh maybe some de-aging but and i think you know i think de-aging would have looked would have looked different though maybe they i i still not clear. it seemed like they decided to go with the pick and not the de-aging but they talked about a few different mm-hmm. technologies but even that i mean there's yeah, I, I wish I had overlap. the poetry of language to describe what I feel the differences are. There's something, I don't know, waxier about the not well, deep fakes. And it's also like, at one point, one of the executive producers was like, you know, um, basically explaining why their product wasn't good. And they're like, each actor and their expressions are an expert in their face. And then they show Pedro and his facial expressions against the deep fake. And it's like, you know, I would not have been able to tell that it was actually Mark Hamill based off that performance. Like Mm -hmm. if you had told me Mark Hamill was there, I've been like, huh, or wasn't there. I would have believed either or. Oh, Uh, absolutely. I mean, I went to the point where I wanted it to be Sebastian Stan so much that for several moments, I was trying to figure out if it was or not. Mm-hmm. It's so weird that him or Max, you know, we don't even know what Max, what yeah, does Max heck? sound like? Great question. Which brings me to really the big takeaway. And Pete, if you want to step away from the microphone real quick, and this is just a conversation between the two of us and the audience is, you know, listen, listeners, go ahead, hit, you know, skip uh, uh, five minutes or so. But I mean, Pete, look, I know Johnny F and I and us, we've got history with him and he's no good. We, we, you know, we've got issues, came to a party, made fun of cheese, it's whatever. The thing was that set us off against him. Look, I'm thinking, you know, this guy sucks, but if we can, like, maybe collaborate with this guy a little bit, then maybe he can hook us up with this weirdo AI that makes voices from nothing. And then that AI can do this stupid podcast for us. How much? How much? 
How much should we have to go in the coffers to make this happen? I don't know. I'm so have our people reach out to his people. Or maybe have somebody else's people reach out to his people and say like, oh yeah, and, you know, we had a meeting with, you know, the Po Boys as well. They were asking about this sort of thing. And we were, you know, we didn't know anybody who could provide it. And just kind of offhandedly, you know, and getting an idea. I mean, you know, that little schemer, he's going to come up with all kinds of little finger nonsense the second he gets an idea that we'd be interested. But but we would know going in that he would be doing that. So we would be at an advantage. And, you know, I wasn't going to know this. Whether it's AI or not doing the voices. Shoot, they're not going to notice. Beep, boop, bop. Uh... I mean, I'm sitting here with a brand new microphone. I got plugged in on my computer. I'm not even using that. I kind of notice. I actually have. Well, I'm gonna. Have... I'm gonna have to listen to the episode to see how how big of a stark contrast it is. Because I, I have. I you have not really been moving around a lot, but also. Oh, I've been. I'm is... not using the microphone. I'm on my phone. I'm moving around all over the place. Your mom <laughs> will notice. I'm wearing shoes and I'm walking up and down the house. I'm opening the pantry and I threw a can in the recycling. The dog barked. I, this is this is cool. This is how cool people do it. it I would say this cool is how and real. I would. I and I told you, Josh, at one point that. This is you getting some of that life that you're out there living, okay? Because at one point, this you know, just pa- this past week, Josh was getting on my case about something. I said, "I'm I'm trying to out here living some of that life that you you told me to get, and that's what you're doing, Josh." Yeah, all right? back and forth, not back just, and forth, from the front not just door being to the a back stagnant door. place, all right. And we're moving forward. So, in conclusion, listeners. What this Disney Gallery episode wants you to think is you can steal other people's work that's readily available. In, <laughs> in three to four years, you're not going to know the difference. That's what Johnny F. wants you to know is you can spend all this money on stuff like the volume. But in reality, the technology is going to be there at a certain point if you've got the nerd how. Sure. Um, I have okay. one more big takeaway from this. All right. Big and this is just something I want to... I want to set the record straight on, and it was a quote that they of Dave's that they used Dave Filoni front of the show uh, that they used in in the trailer clip for this episode as well, which is him talking about you know it's a good feeling, it's an uplifting feeling, um, and in the in the thing you know cuts away and you hear him say you know that you get from Star Wars, blah blah blah. blah. Like I was there for that. And I was on the other side of that camera. And he was talking to me. And he was saying, it's good feelings, uplifting feeling you get from Poe Boys. And that was the description of this podcast. And they, that's with that audio, use their little synthesizer robot for the voice. And changes to, oh, good feeling, uplifting feeling you get from Star Wars. You have that uplifting feeling from Star Wars. That's from Poe Boys. That's a description of Poe Boys. Star Wars got that from us. We had the idea of good feeling, uplifting feeling. That was our idea. We had been doing that. And then Star Wars heard we do that and the good feeling, uplifting feeling. Oh, maybe that's a good idea. Maybe we should be able to do this good feeling, uplifting feeling. Maybe we could get in a little bit of that. And Dave talking about us. And then they're like, oh, yeah, that's a Star Wars thing now. Yeah, right. Not buying it. Nobody's Not buying, buying it. it. Nobody's hey, buying it. Nobody's buying it. And you know what? I'm still streaming, but I'm not buying it. Yeah, I'm not blind. Uplifting, smealing, smuff, smealing, smealing. Uh, we did that first. Kick rocks. Kick rocks. 
Eat dirt. Don't eat dirt. <laughs> just kick rocks. Like the rocks might not hurt people, but eat dirt. Eat bugs. <laughs> uh, I mean, some cultures, yeah. But um, yeah, and bridges are burned watching them in the fire. If yep. you like Summarize this episode, rabbits. not cool. Jedi Academy, not cool. Um, send us an email, podcast at gmail.com. Convince me rabbits are cool. Podcast at at podcast. Convince me I care about Twitter Jedi Academy. Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> it's, it's your job to convince me to or, care. Or, honestly, tell me I'm right. Tell me what I already know. It doesn't hurt. Yeah, boost his eco. And tell everyone you know, High Repo Temper 2021 coming next week. Do Do hats... Scream it. Put a barrier on thoughts. For Josh, they do. Later. <laughs>